Welcome back to Field Notes by Ag Choice, an educational podcast focused on inspiring growth in our families, businesses, and rural communities. Thanks for listening. I'm Rachel Sadison, and with me is Brian Smizer. Smizer's Richelon Farms is a diversified farm operation in York, Pennsylvania. The Smizers formerly were a dairy farm, but now sell freezer beef, operate a roadside stand, host weekend fall festivals, and more. Brian joins us today to share about their operation and his perspectives on running a diversified farm. Brian, thanks for joining the podcast. Yep, you're welcome. So first, Brian, could you take a few minutes and tell our listeners about your farm? Yeah, so I'm the seventh generation here at Smizer's. Um, it's between me and my dad and brother, and we have a LLC. Uh, we've been in mainly dairy farming for my grandpa started that, I think, in the 40s. Um, but we just now are transitioning to more roadside stand and our fall festival and freezer beef just because the main price of milk wasn't where it needs to be to be profitable anymore. So we're trying to expand our other avenues, you know, going forward. And we also uh, grow corn, soybeans, wheat, hay, pumpkins, and sweet corn. And then uh, we just try to have everybody, you know, help out. We have other family and friends that help out here on the farm and make everything, you know, run. That's great. Thanks, Brian. So let's talk a little bit more here about your roadside stand and your fall festivals. You know, could you walk us through really what prompted you to start these enterprises? When did you start the enterprises? And, you know, why why do you think they've been beneficial to your farm? Well, we started selling sweet corn probably 20, 25 years ago. Um, Messed around a little bit with that on and off over the years. It was a lot of work. We, We actually took a couple years off and just because the corn didn't do very good. And then we started planting a little bit more and a little bit more. And then it got to the point where we started planting probably like five or seven acres every, every year just to sell. And then, uh, that seemed to be going pretty good. Then 12 years ago, we started selling pumpkins. And with the start of that, that seemed to go over really well at the roadside stand. Um, so between the pumpkins and the sweet corn, it's turned into amazing how much we sell every year now. Um, Cause I grow almost 20 acres of sweet corn and 20 acres of pumpkins um, each year to get, you know, to just the supply of the roadside stand, you know, and then along with other produce. Now we just started within the last five years of growing tomatoes and other uh, vegetables now too, um, to get it to where we are at today. And I'm looking to, even possibly make it larger in the future. I mean, we just put up two small greenhouses and looking at putting another big greenhouse up, maybe to start stuff in. We're selling flowers at the roadside stand now too. Um, so, and then we added our fall festival, which is, we just completed our 11th year. And we started that, not thinking it was gonna be where where it's at today, but uh, we started small not thinking, you know, I was just trying to get families here to pick pumpkins and uh, just enjoy little activities. And we started out and added one new event each year and uh, try to keep our prices cheap. And uh, this is the first year that we actually raised our prices, but, um, but I also added 
three new events this year. So my philosophy has always been charge a decent amount so you get the people that they can come and afford, you know, to do the activities and stuff like that. But even the roadside stand, we try to keep our prices decent, you know, and don't charge a lot. I mean, yes, we're doing all the work and have a lot of costs up front, but if people come and buy one thing, they're going to probably buy something else too. So you don't necessarily need to, you know, make all your money on one, you know, thing. But if you're if they're here to buy like sweet corn, they're probably going to buy a tomato or something else too, you know. So that's always been my philosophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really neat, Brian. So could you give our listeners just a little bit of a, a background, you know, where you're at there in York and, you know, the, I guess the types of people that, that come to your stand, come to the fall festivals each year, you know, are they non-agriculture folks? And so, I guess what, what opportunities have you seen that exist with that? Yeah. Um, it's the one, the one thing I think it definitely helps us um, where now we're only open on the weekends just because we're trying to, we've actually farmed 1200 acres. So we don't have a lot of time during the week. We're only open on the weekends, but we're open on Saturday and Sundays. And a lot of places aren't open on Sundays. So I think that gives us an advantage. Um, but we're only three miles west of York. So we get a lot, you know, and York's getting, York's getting bigger all the time. So, uh, you know, so we get a lot of people, but we actually have a lot of people come from Maryland, even over in Hanover area, as big as Hanover is getting. We got a lot of people coming from, it's amazing how far they come. Um, now, we're going to usually do it five or six weekends, depending on how many weekends are in October. But, but the people actually, just by getting them here for our fall festival and stuff like that, and them seeing that we have flowers, seeing that we have other stuff, um, they always often tell us that they stop back here just to buy our stuff because they're pleased with our, you know, the way we do things, you know, they like it. They've always had a good impression here, you know, and it always seems to, you know, that's always been my key is, you know, you, you want everybody to have a good first impression when they step foot on the farm, especially, I mean, we try, we've done over the years, we've, had uh games like per se for kids and families you know to go around the fall festival and look at the answers like you know um have it's like almost like a scavenger hunt like you know how many you know stomachs does a cow have you know you know just different kind of questions and answers you know that nobody knows you know farm related questions you know and uh it has it has helped, you know, because people just don't know, come from a farming background anymore, you know, and trying to educate the public about farming. And that definitely has helped, you mm-hmm. know, getting the people to the farm. Because it's yeah, amazing how many people don't even know what corn, like a corn maze is. They don't even know where the corn is. <laughs> There's a lot of education, right, Brian? <laughs> yes, it is. It, it is. I mean, it's a shame, but it's, you know, but people don't know. They don't know, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's great what you've done there with your operation, and you know I think with you know all the different challenges in agriculture, a lot of other farm families you know may be considering diversifying their farm business. Sounds like you did it, you know, many years ago when you had sweet corn and that type of thing, Brian, and then obviously even more recently, um, 
You know, what words of wisdom would you share with others about adding a new venture to an existing farm operation? Well, the key, I mean, the key is you got to make sure you have a good insurance company. I mean, and you got to be willing to work, work. They will got to be willing to work with you and you got to be willing to work with them. Cause I mean, there's always challenges. I mean, safety's safety's my number one priority. Um, because I mean, we've already, we've had few minor incident incidents, but, uh, luckily nothing major. So, but you always gotta, you gotta plan for the worst and th- or how do you, uh, how do you say that plan for the best and think of the worst. Um, but it takes a lot of planning. I mean, 24 seven, pretty much. I mean, I'm working and planning year round. Um, and even my mind never stops sometimes trying to plan for what we're going to be doing next year. How can I make things better? Um, you know, but you also got to get yourself established. Um, it'll probably take you, I mean, I wouldn't say it's going to take you five years, but it's going to probably take you the first year. It'll be pretty much maybe trial and error, figuring things out. Um, I'd recommend going to some other places. Like if you're going to do a fall festival, go to some other places, see what they do, see the, how they do things. Um, cause we did that the first year. Um, just tried to get some ideas on how to do things. And then, uh, you know, just, you know, sit down and pencil things out and, uh, you know, go from there. I mean, we've made, I mean, the amount of money that we started out making the first year to where we're at now, I never thought it'd be anything possible, you know, where we're at now. But the key is too, is, you know, you gotta have the we- the weather's everything. I mean, we've had years where it rained almost every weekend and, you know, so you're gonna, especially when it's outside like this, you know, farming period is weather related. So <laughs> You're going to get, you know, you're going to get hammered. There's going to be a year or two, you're, you know, where you're going to think it's not worthwhile. And because we've already had them years, you know, we had two years in a row where it was like it wasn't worth our time and hassle to do everything. So you pay the insurance until, you know, you pay your help or whatever. It just didn't seem possible. But, you know, in the end, you know, but the reason I do it is for the kids. I like seeing the happy, I mean, I have four kids, my brother has four kids and they enjoy it. And, uh, I love seeing families come here and just seeing the the smiles on the kids' faces at the end of the day, when they leave, you know, how happy they are. You know, you, you know, you made a good impression when the parents are carrying the kids out and they're crying. So it's (laughs) it's not a good, you know, it's not, it's not a good thing, but you know, you did your job, you know? That's right. They had fun, right, Brian? And yep. they're probably worn out. So. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's awesome. Well, you know, Brian, Thanksgiving's just a few days away. Um, you know, some of our listeners might be uh, looking for some last minute items for their Thanksgiving festivities. I guess the number one is your roadside, roadside stand currently open. And uh, what do you, what do you have there? I guess this time of year. Yeah, the only thing we have left is, uh, I mean, we have pumpkins and neck pumpkins. I mean, the main thing is we have neck pumpkins. I'll have neck pumpkins till <laughs> Christmas till Christmas for people to come by to cook, you know, make pies with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's okay. all we have. 
Well, stop by Smizers, right, for any neck pump. Well, Brian, here as we wrap up here today, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners as well? I'd love for you to add in one thing you're grateful for this Thanksgiving season. Oh, I'd have to say my family and friends um, that help us out here. I mean, we got a great cast here behind me um, that just makes everything go around 24-7. I mean, if, you know, somebody, because I'm actually, my brother's leaving for Montana. He's getting to go out there hunting, you know, for a week. And I got family and friends that are stepping up to help out, you know. So, you know, when somebody needs a break or whatever to get away, you know, it's nice to have family and friends here that don't mind to step up and, you know, make everything run smoothly. So, mm-hmm. Well, Brian, it has been great having you on the here on the podcast today, really to learn about your farm and some of your tips for others who might be looking to diversify. Okay. Well, thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review, plus subscribe and share it with a friend. As always, you can head over to agchoice.com slash podcast to view the transcript and listen to other episodes. To catch all the latest from us, follow along on Facebook and Instagram at Ag Choice Farm Credit.